Hey everybody, Erica Filippo here. I am in beautiful Florence, Italy still, and I just finished an amazing run. And it's kind of cool because I haven't really been a runner much since, oh, about when I was 30 and I kind of got addicted to mountain biking, my new obsession. But I'm here in the city and now that I think about it, I've never actually done city life before. And it's so easy to just put on your running shoes and go out the door and go for a run. So I've been doing a lot of that, exploring. And my goal is to see every city and side street in Florence and the surrounding areas. I feel like I've pretty much accomplished that. Sometimes I end up on a new little street and wonder how I missed it. And the cool thing about Florence is you get here, and if you've visited here, of course you know, you see the beautiful Duomo, Santa Maria del... What is it called? Wait, um delete that the beautiful Duomo or you see the um, Palazzo Vecchio or you know the major sites if you spent longer here you got to see a little more of Florence but after you're like overwhelmed and you've seen those major sites a few times I feel like I'm starting to kind of fall in love with the city even more because like today I went across the Arno River and um, came back and I, I looked I looked back behind me and thought, oh my God, so I ran up those hills, oh, and that's the garden, and oh, that's that palazzo, and I'm kind of loving it more and more the longer I'm here, because like even today, so I ran down this street, and then I looked up, and I don't normally look up, and I went, oh my gosh, this building is so amazing, probably 300 years old. Um, at least the paintings on the front where it's decorated in that kind of two-tone, dark, on light, um, swirling Renaissance-style paintings. So I said 300 years ago, yes, the Renaissance was longer than that. So now I feel like I should go check out that building and when it was painted and all. But I started to see things that I kind of love and then I look forward to on my runs of, of kind of seeing them again and again and again. So being in Florence is like been so amazing and um, I was thinking today though about why I wasn't stressed lately and it kind of surprised me because I'm so used to being stressed out about things and usually it's the future um, and you know you know we're, we're less stressed out when we live in the present right but that's often hard to do I often live in the future because I want to be um, you know secure with money and well, we're really secure with money. I'm like, and uh, <laughs> that's it. Um, just because of the way I grew up. And, and I know a lot of people have that uh, maybe insecurity around the future. Um, because let's face it, um, if you're in the United States, we don't have guaranteed health insurance. I mean, there's Medicare when we're older, of course, but maybe maybe you want something better than that. Um, you got to pay your mortgage and um, property taxes go up. So you want you want to just be able to afford what you want and not worry so anyways I was just reflecting on why I wasn't worried and what that meant for other people as well and how I could kind of show people how I got to this place because really 15 years ago I started all over literally all over um, from nothing and slowly built it up to a place where I no longer had you know kind of panic attacks and stress feelings about things and I'm feeling super super grateful about that so, so and it is kind of difficult well yeah it's been really difficult to move um, overseas and 
commit to a city for at least this year. And uh, I've been working on improving it. I've been taking lessons twice a week. So you're going to make the last cut at commit to a city for at least this year. After that, I'm going to restart. Okay, so let's just jump into today's um, idea that I had, and it was about how to build um, businesses that give you some security um, so that you can do whatever you want. Maybe it's not moving overseas. Uh, maybe it's just relaxing um, or taking more vacations. But anyways, let's get going. Welcome, everybody. This is Erica Filippo, and I'm here today to talk to you about your one business or your one job that you think is going to set you up for a comfortable life, great savings, retirement, and give you everything you ever wanted, right? So what are we talking about? Sure, I mean, if you're American, we call it the American dream. It's the house, the car, the vacations, you know, savings, kids in college, and then eventually retirement. Uh, you're probably getting those ideas from what your parents did or what your grandparents did, probably what your friends are doing. Maybe you're feeling pretty good about it right now, or maybe you just figure that's what you can do. But, okay, skip that up. But what if they told you, about this wasn't true. No, let me do that over again. But what if they told you about this one path wasn't true? What if the job has a bump? If business takes a downturn or if you get sick and can't work? Now how do you get that dream life? So you're wondering like, what am I talking about? Things look pretty good. Um, you know, this job I've had has been around for a while. What's really going to change? But think about it right now. We're in 2023, and if you were a real estate agent or even a mortgage broker, with the rate hikes that have happened in the last year, year and a half, I mean, there's hardly any business out there right now. So if you're doing that job, hopefully you have savings, or maybe you're working as a bartender at night. Or maybe you're one of the few that just left the industry because you never really grew the roots and got solid enough, you know? Or what if you have a job where they start feeding more and more of your type of job overseas, you know, where they can hire cheaper accountants, engineers, junior architects? I mean, that's happened in, you know, the architectural industry. They used to have people in offices like the junior architects, or maybe someone wanted a career job doing the CAD, that's that big software, you know, to design, you know, buildings and structures. Now they're sending that to South America, China, India, because those people obviously work at a much lower rate. So the world is moving quickly. Things can change in an instant. I'm going to pause for a second. Um... But you're still not convinced. Let's let's go over some other things. For example, AI. AI has been the hot topic lately, right? What are they talking about? Like AI could change like what careers? They're talking about how if vehicles have automated driving, that could wipe out a good part of the trucking industry. And it's been said like I don't know the percentage of people in trucking, but it's it's huge. You know, what are those people going to do? But even down to design, what if you do logo design? Someone can go into AI right now and create 
hundreds of logo samples in an instant with just a few prompts. So that could really affect photographers, copywriters, you know, you have it. So that's just already happening. You know what else? Let's talk a little more in detail about illness. You know, you get sick, someone, you know, in your family or you unfortunately could get an autoimmune disease or cancer, be in a motorcycle accident. I mean, I'm sorry to talk about such morbid things, but, you know, if that happens, you know, it doesn't happen to a lot of people, but if it does, one, your insurance doesn't continue if you don't pay the premium, but also you might not be able to keep your job or get the same job when, you know, you're able to come back to work. In the meantime, you might not be able to pay your rent, pay your mortgage, and, you know, that's pretty life-changing. Um, what about a major... What about a major industry change? Okay, this has been a while, but remember Blockbuster? Maybe some of you don't, but that awesome store where you could go on Friday and pick up some movies, some microwave popcorn and all. Like, that that went away in nearly an instant when it was... What was it, like Redbox, I think, and then YouTube, um, and then Amazon, where you could rent everything digitally and stream it. Like, you just never know where that next major change is going to come from. Let me repeat that. You just never know where that next major industry change is going to come from. I mean, sometimes we can predict, but sometimes it's like, wow, we didn't see that coming. But here's something else. Here's something interesting. Maybe you're too dependent on one platform or one software or one vendor. You know, back in the day, I remember reading about someone who started a business selling plastic storage containers to Walmart. And so they're doing great. They're getting orders and they have to put in orders way in advance in China, have them shipped over. And one day um, Walmart just says, hey, we think we're going to get them cheaper, so no thank you for your order. And that's leverage. That was a way to get the price down. And this person had to sell to Walmart at a price lower than they bought them for because they had lines of credit that they owed on. They already owned this stuff that was sitting at the port. So you depend on just one vendor or one customer you could have a lot of problems. Something more current would be being dependent on Amazon. So, for example, a lot of people right now love to be Amazon sellers. That's great. That can blow up your business. I have a friend right now who has a single product that's not real sophisticated. Um, I guess I'll say what it is because I don't think he's listening to my podcast, but he makes um, like – bench protectors for cars and trucks so that your furry pets can ride in them and not destroy your car. Well, to me, that's an easily replicated or an easily replicable product. And if you're just selling through Amazon and you're getting lines of credit and you've quit your job, you're really at risk should something, you know, happen. First of all, we're going to get Chinese knockoffs or let's say you're in the battery business and then you see all those Amazon-branded things, right? Amazon pretty much looks at what's selling really well, at what's selling really well and replicable, and then they just make their own brand and, and undercut you on the price. So there's lots of reasons you could be at a lot of risk and why I'm going to show you a way to keep money raining into your business and reduce some of this risk. Um, pause, pause, pause. All right. 
So, you know, how did I learn this stuff? Well, the first job I had out of college was with Carnation, bought by Nestle. And, you know, I didn't really like it. I learned a lot, but I just didn't care for the business. So I quit and went into a full commission job. And it was scary not knowing if I could pay the mortgage. So with that burn the bridges attitude and desperation to pay the mortgage, I really did end up learning to sell and selling pretty quickly. But then that business literally went bankrupt after a year, and I had to immediately scramble and get another job. So the next time around, I got a little smarter. The next time I had a flexible sales job, by flexible I meant out in the field, making my own appointments, not having to go to an office. So I started a business on the nights and weekends before I quit. So I kind of slid the same pay into the next and then ended up making a lot more. So you can see I was working two jobs at the same time because I had some flexibility around everything. It's a little hard to do harder it's a little harder to do if you're commuting say an hour away to a job then you have to come home and work you know that can be really tough so pause 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 and then after that okay just skip that and while there's a lot more to it fast forward to today and I created what I call the waterfall 7 method and what's that it's a way to keep money raining into your business by raining. It's the R-A-I-N-I-N-G one, <laughs> raining into your business despite things that can happen. So you'll have a steady income stream in different industries so that income is always raining down despite an economy change, despite health issues. And when I just want to go on vacation or try something new, which is a lot of the time, I still have money coming into my business. So Waterfall 7 is how you can protect from business downturns and industry changes because things do change. So what is it? Okay, a little more of the technical details. Let me restart that. So what is it? I'm going to try to describe it simply here and describe the framework, although I definitely do deeper dives in other materials I have in other podcasts because it's something I give a lot of thought to. And it really have been developing over the last 20 years to be where I'm at now. So here's what it is. You are working towards having seven businesses in very different industries. Some will be more passive or entirely passive, while others require some active work or just some work. So by passive, I mean you don't have to work much in it. So they will balance each other out so that you can weather any downturn or change. So you'll okay. you will try to have businesses that are saleable so that you can turn the business into cash if you don't want to or can't run it. And then you'll understand how to limit your costs that occur if the economy changes so that at any point in time you aren't losing money. And so these basic things you have to keep in mind all the time, and I do. I'm constantly thinking of how can I make my businesses less risk-averse? Or am I making what, or what decision am I making today that might make my business more hard to, hard? okay, you're just going to have to go back and editor and just 
anyways, I'm just going to move on. So here are some examples of my waterfall seven businesses. But first, don't stress, you'll get there. I mean, maybe you have a couple businesses, maybe you have a job and a side business, maybe you're doing some real estate on the side, or maybe you're you have a job and you're just deciding what to do next. Hey, I get it too. You might be a stay-at-home mom because I've been there too, and there's definitely time to carve out to get started, even if you're a stay-at-home mom or dad. So I started all over at 44 with outsourced bookkeeping. I did that after filing for bankruptcy, then losing my house in the last recession, and as a single mom with a kid in elementary school in very expensive California. So if I could do it, you can too. But here are the seven that I have, just to give you some ideas. My two active ones are a payroll business and an insurance business. My two active rising ones are real estate and ERC tax credits. And when I say active rising, I mean I'm building them up. Um, okay, skip them. And... The first four that I just mentioned are income generating, okay? Because you can have things that aren't income generating, like, say, your, some of your money in stocks or bonds. Maybe they aren't generating income, but they're growing in balance or equity. Okay, so I mentioned the first four. The next one is under development. It's business and life coaching and some courses related to this which is the subject of this podcast, all right? Now, I have one less active one ready to reactivate. I just have to make a little more room for it, and this is one of my favorites, one I had so much fun with, did make money. It's an online course and a hobby business, which is how to make homemade pasta and sauces and pizza. So, super fun and I'm constantly thinking about how to move more towards things I really enjoy while appreciating that the other ones give me money for a great lifestyle. Okay, and I have one more. And the last one is an idea. And I'm calling it an idea, although it's already done. It's an online course I have, How to Raise 100,000 Business Credit in 30 Days. Also, how to do the exact businesses that I've set up, like a payroll business, a business bookkeeping business, a payroll business. I call them ideas because I've been meaning to do them for a while and just haven't. So what you're seeing here with these seven are that I, I, the first one I started out with in my current active ones is the payroll business, okay? And I devoted a few years to that. It was making money. Then I saw, okay, my clients are asking for insurance. I'm tired of referring it out. So I started an insurance business. I literally spend no time in that business. Okay, or honestly, 20 minutes a week answering questions. And it makes a decent amount of income. And so it's nice to have. Now, the active rising ones are things I've identified that can do something special for me that are different than my two active ones. So my first two active ones provide like an active income stream. They're recurring business models. So month after month, whether I'm working in them much or not, they're actually bringing in money. Okay, Um, but the next two are doing something special. The active rising ones, the real estate is for like um, long term wealth and 
real estate, you know, we could go on and on about that. But so I'll just leave it there. But the ERC tax credits that I'm doing are is a very short term business, like a year or two to make a lump sum of going back, like a year or two to make a lump sum of money that I can then turn around and invest into businesses that I enjoy or love a lot more. Um, so anyways, okay, so skip this out anyways. And then the next ones that I mentioned, you remember like the life coaching, the podcast, the hobby courses, you see those I'm moving towards more things that I not only have an interest in, but have like the way they operate will take much less of a toll on my life. Okay. <laughs> and I can explain more about that later. But anyways, but enough about me. I'm nothing special other than I've had some ups and downs and the downs taught me how to protect my income and lifestyle. And I've given a lot of thought to the frameworks around how I decided on what new businesses to start and actually how to operate them to have a lifestyle I like. Okay, but the question you are thinking is, how can I figure out my Waterfall 7, right? Like, really, this is like, how can we all work together? How can I help encourage you or inspire you to find your ways to develop businesses that like give you that lifestyle that you love? Um, I do have a framework for that. Um, that will get you thinking about what you can do. And a framework is a fancy way of saying lists, charts, ideas, kind of a, like the bones of how to show you how to do it. So we start with thinking about what we want and need. Like what are the non-negotiables? For example, when I started my payroll business, I had some things that were super important is I was looking for the right business. Okay, so I had some things that I thought I wanted in a business and I looked around for those businesses. I actually got a job that would help me look at other businesses and went to networking groups and just talk to people. And uh, one day I talked to a couple people who told me they had a brilliant idea that came from their relatives on the East Coast. And I was like, oh, that's really interesting. Tell me more. And when I saw like what I wanted in that business, which was payroll, I'm like that's for me. I just jumped in and started it. So here's what I wanted. Here's what those things I wanted. I wanted in the future a saleable business, right? Something I could sell when I no longer wanted to run it. I wanted regular business hours, not nights and weekends. So, you know, to me, a realtor would be nights and weekends. So I settled on business to business. I wanted to be able to move towards as much remote work as possible. So something computer-based really would help with that. I also wanted no accounts receivable. That's when people owe you money. Like, you know, you deliver something or you deliver the service and then you send them a bill. Then you wait and you're like, hey, why didn't you pay me? And then sometimes they don't pay you. <laughs> so by no accounts receivable, that is I get paid when I do the work, not later. Okay. And and that came to me because I had a medical distribution business where I literally was always owed like two million at a time. I always had around three million of inventory that I had to pay for. And somewhere between what I was owed and what I owed to people, I made a profit. But that stress was crushing. Oh my gosh. So that's when I came up with maybe I could have a business where I didn't get paid later. 
So where our mess comes our opportunities, right? Okay, lastly, da 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 da, and maybe the most important thing is, hi, that's okay. Maybe the most important thing is a continuity business. That is something that pays you while you sleep, that has recurring payments from clients, has a high sticky rate, which means it's hard for clients to leave or they don't want to leave. So that's the reason. So skip that. That's the reason. So that is something I really focus on talking about with people because if you, not if, but when you find your continuity business, you are going to be so happy because you don't wake up every week or every month wondering where the next check's going to come from. You know, for example, if you're a mortgage broker, you may make eight to fifteen thousand dollars per loan, but once that one's done, you don't. You may not know where the next one's coming from, and that can be, you know, very stressful for sure. But anyways, here's here's an example, and I'll. I'll just talk about my life again because I'm a real living example of this waterfall seven. So I've got my existing 15 year old payroll business running in the States and I've got the small insurance company. I started seven years ago. Both are necessary, meaning necessary because some sort of legal reason they're necessary. Payroll has to do with taxes. Okay, and insurance has to do with law. People need them. Both are necessary and don't go away with recessions. Okay, I'm not saying they're super exciting or anything. It's not like I get up every day and say, hey, wow, I'm so happy um, that, that we do like taxes and insurance for a lifestyle. Um, that part's not exciting. What is exciting is the that is a continuity business. Okay. B2B hours, that it's repeatable, um, that I can hire staff to do the things I don't like to do and spend time doing in the business doing things I do like to do. Okay, on to other things. I started an online Italian food course business that even though I did put on hold this year because I found a little gold mine in my payroll business, so that was the ERC tax credits. I'm just going to do those for two years. Um, yeah, so... You know, when it comes to like what I'm talking about, the Waterfall 7, the one got pushed down because the other one rose up a bit because it's bringing in more rain. It's bringing in more money. But then for the past two years, I've restarted doing real estate investing. It's always been a passion of mine. It kind of went away for a while. So I am building a house with two units for short-term rental, also called Airbnb, although, you know, it's booking and VRBO and all that. And I bought another condo in a ski town I remodeled. So those will pay for themselves with very little work from my side. Okay, so I'm just going to explain something. While those do have a little risk, I have a business. Or you, If it was you, you might have a job. And if you ever didn't have tenants or is that there was a downturn, you would have to budget to pay for your real estate um, through your job. Unless you're, you know, unless you have a very, you know, low loan. But meanwhile, I'm growing my online businesses and lifestyle businesses, which this podcast is a part of. So, you know, they all generate cash in different ways. So, okay, forget this though. Okay, so, but this is all for you. This podcast is for you. So what can you take away from this today? I'd like you to do a couple things. All right, either think about it or write it down. 
I suggest writing it down. These two things are really important if you want to start getting in the habit of how to build some serious lifestyle businesses that keep on paying you, okay? So two things. I'd like you to list the risks in your current job or business. What could cause you to literally lose it all? All right? So if you're an accountant, your job could be outsourced overseas, you know, and things like that that we already talked about, right? Um, what are your non-negotiables in a new business? So you remember mine were no accounts receivable. I didn't have to work nights and weekends. I wanted a continuity business. So you remember all of those? So what are your non-negotiables? You I mean, you might say, I am not going to work any afternoons because, you know, I take my kids to soccer. All right. Or you might say, I'm definitely not going to have a brick and mortar business because I don't want the stress of having the inventory, open hours, having a long-term lease. Okay, so think of all those things. And then we can start coming up with business ideas that work for you. So then we start looking at options. It might take a little while, but I guarantee you that you start finding the Waterfall 7 and give it six months a year, five years or more, and you'll be so satisfied when you have a few different sources of income. What you really can't do is compare yourself to others, okay, because we all start somewhere, and you have to just accept where you're at now. If you've lost it all, I mean, I there's a, someone in a real estate investing group I'm in where I'm learning who just posted they made a mistake, went to jail for five years, and their business, which was very lucrative, there's no one to run it. It literally went under while they were in jail. They got out of jail, and now they're working in building um, their wealth through real estate. So, forget the so. I always say so. So, so, no, so. <laughs> so just don't compare yourself to anyone else. You know, people do start over. People who you see around you that are successful now could be starting over next year. So you just have to love where you're at and know that if you give it time and energy, you'll get there. So if I've shown you today some real good reasons to diversify what you do and that if you don't, you have a high risk of becoming broke or obsolete. Sorry, I had to say it. You could be scrambling for a job or stressing when your business bills exceed your income. But... Not just that, with the Waterfall 7 Method, I know you can create a life you love with more free time, money, and fun. Okay, repeat the last sentence. Okay, skip that, skip that, okay. But not just that, with these tools I've shown you, I know you can create a life you love with more free time, more money, more fun. So I know this is a lot. So what I did was create a download, check the comments below, grab the PDF to start thinking about how you can create your first or second or third business. All right. You can also drop me a comment or join in our community where I interact with our Bomba Vidas and we all rise together. All right. So forget the so. The best way to have me see your comments is tag me in a comment so it shows up in my feed and then comment about what it was you got out of today's podcast and what you'd like to achieve. And let's start the conversation to get you moving to where you want to be. So thanks, everybody. And with that said, I'll talk to you all soon. Bye, everybody.